Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, this is Billie Jean King. This is Marion Bartoli. I'm Mats Villander. This is Mary Carrillo. This is Pam Schreiber. This is Yannick Noah, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome to Malaga, where you find myself and Matt Roberts in. The hotel bar, those ambient sounds you hear, are the sounds at 10 past 11 p.m. of people arriving to start their night out. I've been in this hotel bar for about six hours <laughs> and had the whole place to myself. Uh, but of course, everything starts very, very late in Spain. So things are just kicking off. Matt is here. We are both here to try and digest a quite extraordinary day uh in the tennis world in the tennis year i i can't quite believe that we've just seen a day when novak djokovic lost from three consecutive match points up and a day when novak djokovic lost two tennis matches i'm still very very shook by this and i i didn't even watch it all live matt i can only imagine how you feel mm. yeah you're right it, it truly has been an extraordinary day I, I was thinking halfway through it that you know I'll have I'll have traveled to you know a, a fair number of tennis events this year and Novak Djokovic just always seems to end up the winner of them you know it, it's so it's so rare that that we go to events and, and Novak Djokovic in, in some capacity isn't isn't a winner um, I was thinking, you know, Indian Wells, he didn't win, but he wasn't allowed in the country then and went to the Billie Jean King Cup the other week and obviously he didn't win that. But pretty much besides from that, he, he tends to to be the champion at the end of this end of these things. And, yeah, for Yannick Sinner to do what he did today, absolutely remarkable. One of one of the all-time feats, actually, I think, to, to take down Djokovic twice in the same day. And I know that the singles is is much bigger in in that respect than the doubles and and I'm sure we'll come on to talk about Djokovic and doubles but it was Novak Djokovic on the court twice and his will was on that court twice and that had to be beaten both times and Sinner and Italy and Sonigo did it it was remarkable yeah and it's actually very very magnanimous of David not to be with us tonight (laughs) isn't it I mean obviously he's He's well. I hope he's fast asleep. He's pr- he's probably not. He's probably waiting for the podcast to be uploaded so he can listen to it. Um, but David was the one that called this. Uh, both, I think, in last night's podcast, sort of tentatively, but also less tentatively on our WhatsApp group today. David was calling it about the doubles, wasn't he? We both felt, and I think I felt it the most strongly that no matter what logic you applied, and I agreed with all of the logic about Novak Djokovic in doubles, I I, I didn't contest any of the arguments. I just thought Novak Djokovic's will bends things 
it it bends logic mm-hmm. and it it bends all the laws of science and tennis that you know to be true. And I thought, I I, I still do think that Novak Djokovic's will is the most powerful thing in tennis. But I suppose being only one quarter of the court maybe does does dilute it somewhat. But I just thought his will would overpower everything else today. But I I didn't account for one Yannick Sinner. Or maybe I did, but the Yannick Sinner I was accounting for wasn't the Yannick Sinner that I now know him to be. Because what a... What a growth journey that man has been on in the last two weeks. I really think of him as a different guy to who I thought he was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, he was a talented guy. Now he's a an animal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. With his own will. Yeah, he's... Um... He's a well. What's his logo? Something to do with a fox? Is he? Is Don't he? Ruin it with is, the logo. Is he logo worthy yet? He still hasn't won anything. <laughs> well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, he could beat Djokovic three times in eleven or twelve days, and 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 walk away with with zero trophies. Just that would with be, a logo. That would be incredibly cruel, wouldn't it? Um, I think, and I think the more I've been thinking about this, I think. The way Yannick Sinner won that singles was the reason why Djokovic was pretty flat in the doubles, certainly for a, for a set and a half until he did sort of fire himself up. But And, of course, what I'm referring to there is, is what you said earlier with Sinner saving three consecutive match points at 4-5 in the third set. Djokovic has... Has, has never lost a match where he's had consecutive match points like that. You know, he's, 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 it's, only the, it's only the fourth time ever that he's lost from match point up and only the, only the second time since he really became Novak Djokovic. You know, a couple of those were right at the start of his career. Marin Cilic did it in the Queen's, Queen's. final. But that was, that was on Cilic's serve, on grass. It was one match point. It was sort of over in a flash. This yeah. was a three match points in a row, and there was a look in Djokovic's eyes that he he knew he he got it. You know, he'd been applying this pressure all throughout that third set. Sinner had been clinging on so impressively. Came through a thirteen minute game at the start of the set, saved a couple more great points through the set. But all the while, you're thinking either this pressure is going to tell and Djokovic is going to break, or Sinner's going to keep clinging on and it's just going to go to a tie break and and we know what happens we know what happens I mean I know Sinner beat beat Djokovic in a deciding set tie break the other week but this was a match Djokovic was desperate to win you know this wasn't this wasn't round robin so he's loved 40 down Sinner Djokovic sort of I think he I think he just thinks I've got him here and I thought that I thought that everyone thought that Everyone in the whole stadium, in the whole arena, thought this is done. Serbia, Serbia in the final. There's just no way Djokovic is losing from this position. He missed a slice on on the first one of those match points. Did Djokovic, and then from that point on, Sinner was immense. Served him off the court on the next point. Hit a brilliant volley to save the third match point. Served through the game, and I think Djokovic was shell shocked. Because he then played a terrible game at five all, 
And it's just so interesting to see someone not collapse mentally against Djokovic through the set, to put Djokovic in the chance where, let's see if he gets tight. And that's what happened. And fair play, Yannick Sinner. I don't think there's... I don't think there's anyone else at the moment who could have done that to know about Djokovic today. He caused Djokovic to doubt and caused him to get a bit tight. And it was just incredible to see. And I think I think we then saw a bit of a hangover in the doubles because Djokovic isn't used to losing like that. And he's then... I feel like Djokovic just wants to be on his own after a loss like that and process it and sort of rediscover his equilibrium and his balance and suddenly he's been sent out to play doubles, which is a format we know he's not comfortable with, to try and win the tie. And he's facing Yannick Sinner again, who is just absolutely creaming the ball at this point. And it was it was too far, even for the great Novak Djokovic. Unbelievable from Yannick Sinner. In hindsight, it prob- I mean, look, it, it still might not have been enough, but in hindsight, it probably hurt. Serbia that they didn't go to the doubles against GB I think so because Sonigo and Sinner they were impressive two days ago but they suddenly looked like a team Mm. today I thought they they didn't look like wow two singles players that are somehow weirdly cobbling it together they really looked like a team today I thought and all of the all of the traditional doublesy points were the ones that they were winning and like it wasn't it wasn't a beat down but the the points that Ketsmanovic and Djokovic were managing to win in the doubles were the very unorthodox sort of <laughs> how how do we how do we pull that off that didn't look like a doubles point type thing um and maybe maybe it would have been helpful for them to have had a run out a couple of days ago but it still might not have been enough Sonogo and Sinner were a force today and Ketsmanovic and Djokovic were Bad vibes. Mm. Pretty bad vibes. Yeah. It, it it confirmed why I wanted to see Djokovic in that deciding doubles because it was just so interesting. Here you have, you know, the best male singles player of all time who everything he does on a tennis court is in in the best way possible selfish. You know, it's it's all about getting the best out of him and suddenly he's he's paired with someone else how, how does that work and the truth is it doesn't work <laughs> we've seen it enough times now to know that it doesn't work I think there's a there's a tennis level that Djokovic isn't great at doubles you know I, th- I think he needs to needs to go to his local Tuesday evening club night and and, and learn some some general patterns and movements the, the positioning the doesn't the look right does no, it and and I don't think it was right from Ketsmanovic either. No, and but yeah, exactly. Part of that might be second guessing, not trusting yeah. what your partner's I, doing. I, like like so often he's playing doubles with another singles player because mm. it's a it's a it's a big tie for Serbia or whatever. If he had a great doubles player alongside him, it might work a little bit better, maybe. But so there's that element to it, the whole sort of tennis not maybe understanding the sort of geometry, I suppose, of the doubles court. But then there's the vibes, <laughs> and, and I just think it looks it looks really hard to play doubles with Novak Djokovic. It looks hard to be Novak Djokovic playing doubles, yeah. and it looks hard to be yeah alongside Novak Djokovic playing doubles. All of it looks an ordeal, yeah. really. Whereas, it's a fascinating ordeal. Yeah. 
Whereas Sinner and Sonigo were totally vibing, you know, mm. and I, I think they are pretty good friends off off court. They were talking about that in the Italian portion of their press conference the other day, how well they get on. But they've really clicked on on the doubles court, and exactly as you said, I, I thought Sonigo's sort of crossing at the net was really good. That 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 doubles instinct was there, and Sinner was just teeing off with with, with his shots. Whereas he looked so free, didn't he? Absolutely, that's a good word for it. Whereas, whereas Djokovic and Ketsmanovic looked pretty burdened by by the whole thing, and it was only a moment in the in the second set where the crowd started really getting involved. And they started booing. They started hissing. That we really saw a bit of fire from Djokovic. But even that, <laughs> I thought. You know, Djokovic did that thing, his new thing of conducting the crowd. I love it. Crowd. It's my favourite thing. I love it so much. It is not Mimi Ketsmanovic's no. favourite thing. It, it cuts right to the heart of why <laughs> of why Djokovic and doubles doesn't quite work. Because that might be the best thing for Djokovic in that moment. <laughs> but I'm not sure it's the best thing for poor Ketsmanovic to have the whole stadium booing him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this might have won you 24 Grand Slams. <laughs> yeah, I've got zero, mate. <laughs> it really was that, what a moment that was oh. when he when he was inviting that on from the crowd. And we've discussed this a lot recently, how much we all like this version of mm. Djokovic that leans into that and uses it as a force. Um, but absolutely fascinating seeing that translated into a I mean it's a microcosm of the sport isn't it of creating a team version of an individual sport Mm. it's so this is the most selfish of sports and that is one of the beautiful unique things about the Davis Cup and the Billie Jean King Cup that it's that you are transposing the selfish and the individual onto the team Mm team dynamic and yeah this was that in in microcosm mm. and, and and I know you know Djokovic has won the Davis Cup with Serbia back in 2010 and it was this amazing moment that you know really helped to propel him to the next level but I get the feeling that when Novak Djokovic plays as part of this Serbian team it becomes more stressful for him it's it's a it's a responsibility that he carries. Whereas I think the true sort of best team players, even the great sort of individual players like Sinner, for example, I think he's able to relax in that team environment. And there is a sense of a team and all all being in it together and all having each other's backs. I'm not saying the Serbian team don't have each other's backs, but they're all looking at, at Djokovic. Like, He's the captain, it's isn't it? It's, it's quite funny seeing him sit down and sort of wondering what Victor Troitsky's saying to him. Mm. Um, I don't think it's <laughs> awkward because they're friends. Like, I don't think... I'm sure there are other people that could be in that position that Djokovic would really resent trying mm. to give him advice or hype him off or something. They're friends, it's fine, but... I don't think I don't think he's giving him tactical advice, is he? I mean, no. wh- why would you bother? <laughs> but he's also got to say something. something. <laughs> he can't just sit there, sit on his hands, can he? So mm. he's sort of like, look busy, look busy, mm. Victor. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I just think at the end of a of a tiring year, being having a team event should be this incredibly sort of liberating experience. You can finally just lean on other people, and that's that's what Yannick Sinner has kept saying in press. How pleased he is! This is a team event to end the season, whereas it doesn't feel like that with Djokovic. It feels more stressful for Djokovic because he knows exactly what he's doing when he's at an event in singles he knows how to completely um sort of just make his way through all the different stages of a tournament when he's just there on his own obviously with his team of course suddenly throw in the team environment and everyone's looking up to him he's got to make probably decisions for other people and suddenly he's involved in a doubles match that he really doesn't like playing you know it's just a lot and i i think you know Djokovic has been the best player in the world generally over the last 15 years obviously there's been times where Federer has been it and, and Nadal and, but generally he's been the best player the last 15 years and he has been pretty committed to the Davis Cup he's played a lot of ties and Serbia have won it once and I feel like if he was really good at this <laughs> they'd have won it they'd have won it more do you know what I mean? Like yeah. something Something is really hard for him, I think, in, in Davis Cup. And the added pressure of how much he wants it, I'm sure, as well. But it all just creates this this pressure around him and this stress, which you don't, which you do see on the tour, but he just manages it better, mm. I think. It's, it's really fascinating. And obviously it took still an amazing performance from Yannick Sinner. It wasn't like Djokovic was a disaster today. Let's, you know, he played well in the singles after the first set. Um, yeah, I just find it all so interesting. This, this, you know, this Davis Cup can go through big format changes, and yet it still, still has this extra element to it that you don't get anywhere else. That is the sound of some some furniture being moved. By the way, in the background, they seem to creating be creating a sort of. For, I mean, it looks like someone could be hosting a podcast live show down there. <laughs> I don't know whether they've seen the microphones and thought there's something in this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I hope that's not too not too distracting for you. I mean, Novak Djokovic decided this year I want the Davis Cup again, mm-hmm. didn't he? And to his great credit, he committed to it, mind, body, and soul, didn't he? Next year is an Olympic year. It is re. I know. I know he def- defies aging, but you know, as I always say, he defies aging by making part of that is by making incredibly smart scheduling decisions. It's hard to see him being able to commit to all of it next year, isn't it? Four slams, Olympics, and Davis Cup. Okay, so then you may be looking at twenty twenty five. He's going to be 38 going on 39 in 2025. And I don't know whether all of this was in his mind when he made the decision to commit mind, body and soul to to winning the Davis Cup this year. But I think there aren't many things that Novak Djokovic decides I'm going to do and doesn't do. Mm. And... And that must be quite hard for him. Look, I think he, I think he'll bounce back just fine because we've got plenty of evidence of Novak Djokovic being the most resilient man in sport. But I can imagine this hurting 
quite a lot right now and I don't know do you think I mean I know this is irrelevant it's it's a facetious question because th- th- it wasn't even a scenario that we discussed would they be more likely to win that tie if Novak Djokovic hadn't played doubles I genuinely had the same thought I don't think so because there's there's not there an really obvious alternative. There really isn't an obvious alternative. But maybe Kitsmanovic would have played would have been better, better. Yeah, because Kitsmanovic... Without someone conducting the <laughs> jeering crowd. Kitsmanovic was a total shadow of the player he's been all, all week in that, in that doubles. And I spoke to Kitsmanovic after his singles win today. And I said to him, were you expecting to be the number two singles player? Because I basically said... I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. You know, I, th- I said people were expecting Laszlo Gera, you know. And he said, no, I, I was not expecting to play number two singles. He said, quote, I was here for doubles. I say Jarrell. <laughs> but then presumably during his sort of training and they just got a feel that he was going to be the right guy to put in at number two singles. And he absolutely was brilliant in both singles matches he played. So maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe he would have played better with someone else. But I just think if you, you know, there's just no way you can do that if you mm. serve, is there? I mean, you, if if they'd lost and left Novak Djokovic off, yeah, it's it's one it's one thing if you've got a great doubles team, yeah, for sure, from your nation. It, it's another thing if you're you're playing singles players at doubles and you you don't play the greatest the greatest of all time. Um, I agree. I'd, I mean, I'd love to see that sliding doors to know, mm. but it is a pretty pointless discussion to have. So I'm really, really glad I brought it up. <laughs> um, it feels so long ago now and so irrelevant all of a sudden. And yet there was a time <laughs> about 12 hours ago when David Law was saying that Mazzetti and Ketsamanovic was the most enjoyable tennis match he had watched all year. <laughs> and it was one of those where I just can't believe we're not going to lead the podcast with this match. I don't care what happens in Sinner against Djokovic. I don't care what happens in the doubles. This is what we're leading with. This is brilliant. This is amazing. This is the best. Uh, and yet it, it's been relegated to footnotes mm. somehow. Yeah. I mean, even even the very fact of waking up this morning and I read all all the Italian press and they were they were reporting Mazzetti is in and then that was confirmed when the nominations came out even that felt like a really big moment in the day because it just felt so pivotal that Italy win that that number two singles because you know Sinner's up against Djokovic um I ultimately I think you, we, the Mosetti doubters out there, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I don't mean that in a harsh way. Were proven right today, that, but along the way, he did some spectacular things. And but none of the doubters don't think he's capable of the spectacular things. Absolutely, That's... but but I I wasn't expecting to see spectacular things today. I thought. Ketsmanovic was going to win this in straight sets. And especially with the way it started, I mean, Ketsmanovic broke immediately. 
and instantly looked the more comfortable player. But Massetti did do really well to, to to win that first set. The the game he played when Ketsmanovic was serving for the set, 5-4, just the most dazzling tennis. T- two incredible passing shots, one off the backhand, one off the forehand. Kept it up in the tie break as well. And finally, you know, pockets this first set. And you're thinking, well, we genuinely we were thinking, wow, that is that is something different from Musetti there. You know, he that was fangy the way he won that set against a player playing well. But <laughs> you know, you've got to win two of them. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the problem for Lorenzo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there was a, there was a or set. or in the best of five you got to win three. It's always one more than he, you know, he <laughs> was two sets up on Djokovic. So <laughs> yeah, you got to win playing, one more. If he was playing fast fours, yeah, would, yeah. Um, there was a set and a half there in this match where it reminded me of th- that phase of matches we had between Djokovic and Team about three or four years ago on hard courts where they just were were belters mm. and somehow Dominic team was standing three meters behind the baseline and pumping ground strokes, single handed backhands, full throttle and them landing deep and having enough juice on them to, to keep the great Novak Djokovic pinned back on his baseline. Yeah. It reminded me of that. Um, and it reminded me how bloody brilliant Novak, well, yes, Novak Djokovic, but Dominic Team was to be able to sustain that over the course of these long, grueling matches and sometimes even get the better of Novak Djokovic. But Lorenzo Mazzetti, I mean, Ketsmanovic isn't Novak Djokovic, but Lorenzo Mazzetti isn't peak Dominic Team either. And I think it's it's such an illustration of the the fine margins at the top of the sport most players i mean okay mazzetti has a very flashy game doesn't when he's pulling off the spectacular it looks more dazzling mm. and more eye catching than a lot of players partly that's the single-handed backhand that always looks more flourishing generally um than than the double-hander but most players can look spectacular for a bit most players can be brilliant for a bit that's not winning tennis matches. I'm sure your mate Andy could look brilliant for a bit. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> he wins a lot too. Um, but that, <laughs> but that's not it, is no. it? That's not the sport. That's 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 not what anyone remembers you for, and that that's really really tough. I get it. You know, I when I when I hit a great shot, I think. Should I should get more than a point for that? <laughs> that can't just be a point. I can't. Do I have to do that again? Mm. Like, can we not just stop now and remember that forever? Um, but I, yeah, I don't think he just doesn't have the sturdiness somehow, Lorenzo Mazzetti. And there was a quite alarming physical fade from him in that third set, and I don't know how much to judge him on that because I imagine there was emotional energy expended in that match the like of which he never has before but equally it was a very drastic physical fade he was getting treatment on those legs he couldn't push up on the serve in the third set and David described it as he looks showroom fit you know I I think there's far too much 
judging fitness on the basis of appearance generally well in the world but also in sport um and i thought potentially that was a that was a good point he he sort of ticks all the fitness boxes you know he's clearly spending a lot of time in the gym but that's not actually the same is it as is being able to go the distance at the highest level and again it's one sample size it might have been um well two if you include retiring for the fans um which he didn't do which well done lorenzo you <laughs> did not do great. that today um look and maybe it was the stress of representing his country and all of that i'm sure that was a contributing factor but it's one to remember with Mizetti and it, it could be a worry going forward i think it was certainly a really disappointing end to what for a long time had been a a brilliant match, really brilliant. Stunning. Yeah, so good. So good. And also I I'm desperate to see that level from Ketsmanovic a bit more. You know, we as you said the other day, we've seen it in in patches. But him playing at this sort of level is is he'd be a force. He really would. He he's a such a good player. And we just don't see it that often. And, and and I hope we do going forward. But, you know, you sort of felt like if they'd won this Davis Cup, it could have been a real launch pad. But it's a, it's a pretty crushing, crushing blow to go out on in, in that doubles like that. How sad was he afterwards? Very sad. Oh. Yeah, well, it was it was a little tough to judge because no questions were directed at him in the press conference. Mm. You know, like I said before. It's not about Djokovic. He even carries that responsibility. He speaks on behalf of the team. You know, no one else gets asked the question. So he just was sitting there in the press conference, sort of leaning back, looking down. This is Ketsmanovic. Yeah. And, and on the court, he, you know, Djokovic went over and very magnanimously went up and shook the hands of everyone in mm. the in the Italian nice, in the Italian team. Very classy moment, yeah. Whereas, you know, Kesmanovic was packing <laughs> up his bag, wanted to get out of there. Let's get away from this crowd that have been booing, booing me. me. And my partner's been encouraging them. <laughs> <laughs> um what about the Italians in press, both generally and Lorenzo Mazzetti, because I always think that's a weird one, isn't it? Your team Mid- are on a high. Yeah, and midway but, through the tie, he comes into press. Right, okay, so he didn't come in with the team at the no, end. It, they bring in so the you had a sad Mazzetti press conference, and then some hours later, a pumped Italian press conference. Yes. Right. Yeah, all, all weird. Um, and, you know, Mazzetti got asked a big, a big question about next season. You know, oh, crikey. Because it was kind of like, well, your season's done. Because yeah. obviously Italy are going to lose because they're at Djokovic And even if they win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Mazzetti said he felt something start of the third set. And that was that was why there was the physical decline. He he said he would need, he'd need an exam, was the word he used, to, uh, to, to tell whether he's even in physical contention to play tomorrow. Seems very unlikely to me that well for two reasons a he just has such a poor record in in davis cup you've tried him once now didn't work but i just don't think physically he he, he would be ready tomorrow 
And then um, there was quite a funny moment in the team press conference for Italy with Sinner, Sonigo and Filippo Valandri, the captain, where Sinner was, was, was talking about how, how, you know, how tired he is. And uh, he said, well, you know, he was asked to talk about his match-up with De Menor tomorrow. And he said, well, let's see who plays. The captain makes a decision. I've got a lot of tennis in my legs. And then Valandri was looking at him as if to say, mate, <laughs> you're definitely playing. <laughs> and he was then asked. Do you think that was him trying to be humble? Yes. Right. I think so. I think that's exactly what it's it was. It's quite sweet. Yeah. Yannick Sinner's playing tomorrow. Yeah. Imagine Mazzetti in at one. <laughs> the the injured, interesting thing... Injured, fangless Mazzetti in at one in the Davis Cup final. The interesting thing is what they do with Sonigo. I right. Think. So you've got injured, fangless Mazzetti. Yeah, I think that's... You've, you've I think got, it has a no. You've got scar tissue Arnaldi, and there is a reason he didn't play today mm-hmm. right and then you've got Sonigo who's obviously you know high on the Davis Cup he's been the man in doubles but A would that continue into singles and would you be jeopardising his ability to be the man in doubles if you start playing him in singles mm. and, and I think it's 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 doubly fascinating because you know Sinner and Sonigo have been really impressive in the doubles but even Sinner and Sonigo in the doubles, I don't think are favourites against Ebden and Purcell, a properly good doubles team. You know, you watched them the other night. They don't lose points on cert. Yeah. They're a very good team. They've won Wimbledon together. Oh, so, it's fascinating. You know, obviously Sinner's the favourite against Dimonor. Yeah, 5-0 f- head-to-head. Yeah. I which, checked. Although one of those is um, next-gen. Right. So I'm, I'm very much counting it as four now. But okay, sure. Um, I think there's got to be some fatigue, like genuinely, almost emotional fatigue, as mm. much as anything. Beating Novak Djokovic twice in a day, and I've got to come back and do it again tomorrow. That's, it, it's that's a tough. massive disadvantage for the Italians, it really isn't is. it? And it is a, it's a problem with the format. Yeah, but I think I mean, it was, it's the same. At the, yeah. But it's not the only tournament that, that suffers from that issue, but it is yeah. a problem. Yeah. yeah. But I think there's a, there is a real... And I know we said it today, and it didn't end up being the case because of Sinner's heroics. But there is a real premium for Italy on winning that number two singles because it will be very tough, I think, in the doubles. Maybe not tougher than trying to take down Novak Djokovic twice, but still very tough. Who would you play? It's really tough having not played on Aldi today, right? Yeah. Because that surely would have damaged his confidence. Yeah. Just to now go, well, you weren't good enough for yesterday, mm. but... <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to go on Aldi. Yeah. Because I, I... I back his tennis. Yeah, me too. And it's not like Australia's number two is really mm. set either. I think they'll go Popper in because of what mm. he did in the semi-finals. But Popperin, honestly, Popperin was not convincing. He was so tight in that match. So I, 
I think it's absolutely fascinating that number two singles to tomorrow. I, uh, yeah. What do we silent night in the background? <laughs> <laughs> They've turned the music back up, haven't yeah, they? It just does. Matt, in his best Spanish, asked them to turn down the Christmas carols for our recording, <laughs> and I think we've used up our one-hour window. <laughs> yeah, they brought the bill for the food as well while we've been recording. <laughs> they would really like us to leave. Um, we 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 will soon. We just have uh, a, a few more things to discuss. Um, <laughs> quite loud isn't it it's quite loud (laughs) david's gonna hate this bit of the pod um what do we think about the fact that italy haven't all of italy's wins this tournament have involved yannick sinner do we think i mean obviously stunning from sinner and maybe this is a conversation for tomorrow if uh sorry just an extra an extra voice has come into silent night um (laughs) Maybe this is a conversation for tomorrow if and when the same thing transpires, you know, if Italy win courtesy of two Yannick Sinner victories. But what do we think about a team potentially winning the Davis Cup on the back of one one man with a little sprinkling of Sonigo on top? Andy Murray? Well, yeah, it, it, it happens, but yeah. do we like it? Yeah, I we do, do like actually. it. I do actually, because it's never a tr- like. You, there's always the doubles, like mm. so. There is always a team element to it. You know, he does does need that good partner that he gels with. You know, Murray needed his his brother and Lubacic and Angchik. You know, there is always this team element to it. Fernandez, we saw in Billie Jean King Cup, she mm. sort of took over, but she needed you know Dabrowski and in, in the doubles. I don't know. I, I I don't mind it. I must say, I, I kind of it. I love watching it mm. in the moment. I love sort of the Herculean feat of one man or one woman carrying a whole country on their shoulders mm. and rising to that challenge and hauling their inferior teammates over the line with them. I kind of I find that a really compelling watch, and yet philosophically, there is a part of my brain that goes, "Wait, this is a team competition." Mm. I mean, I mean, looking at the whole year, Sinner wasn't there in the group stages. True. He, he didn't play post True. post uh, U.S. Open, so um, it was Arnaldi and Mazzetti. You know, they, they they got Italy to this phase, and it's like, okay, now Sinner's here. Let's mm. let's let him take over. So maybe that mm. balances it out True. a little bit. You know, it has been a team effort through the year, but yeah, here, gosh, it's it's all about Sinner. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hello, tennis podcast listeners. David here. You may know that I'm into my cooking, and I particularly like it when Catherine and Matt come to Solihull for meetings so that I can, you know, show off with my culinary talent. However, even I can deal with a bit of help sometimes, and being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is pretty appealing to me, and Home Chef's meals, well, they're effortless. 
Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. It's economical too. Home Chef customers save on average $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com forward slash tennis. That's homechef.com forward slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. homechef.com forward slash tennis and you must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Okay, well the music stopped. We've paid the bill. <laughs> they definitely de- definitely want us to leave. Um, any other business from today, Matt? I th- one of my one of my takes from the Sinner Djokovic match, which incidentally I watched in the sky. Mm, this was amazing on the way to Malaga. It's first time. I mean, I always pay for in-flight Wi-Fi because. David and I have very different attitudes to Wi-Fi in the sky. For David, it's, oh my God, it's an opportunity to to switch off for an hour. Um, whereas I get very anxious about not having access to, to communications even in the sky. So I always go for in-flight Wi-Fi, but I've never gone for the streaming Wi-Fi option because I've always thought, well, that won't work, will it? That'll be eight, <laughs> eight quid I'll never see again. Anyway, I thought... The stakes are high here, so I'll I'll risk my eight quid this time. And lo and behold, there I am in the skies above Europe, watching Sina Djokovic. It was it was unbelievable. And the the bloke sat next to me got gave him gave him the ideas, and he started streaming the West Ham Burnley game. West Ham fan. Anyway, one of my takes was um, that. That third set, just what an unreal display it was of the brilliance and beauty of the tennis scoring system. That that Yannick Sinner, by some measures, had absolutely no right to win that set. He was back against the wall for the whole thing, as you said, hanging on. But it's not. I, I think actually, um, I think it was Nick Lester in commentary. He he said exactly what I was thinking at the time. It's not how many points you win. It it's which points you win. And I just love that about the scoring system. It is a work of art. And sometimes you do just need to zoom out and go, wow, that they did us a solid solid there when they came up yeah. with that. Yeah, and 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 how often it is that. Djokovic is the one who understands that mm. sort of mantra of it's not how many points, it's which points. He's the guy who does that better than anyone, and he just had had the tables turned on him in that respect today. You know, there was it was a classic Novak Djokovic set mm. that one. It was just that normally it's the other way around, and it's and it's Djokovic who might steal a set or just win the points that matter. And it was Yannick Sinner today. And he did it again in the doubles, didn't he? That's right. He With Lorenzo Sonigo, of course. Yeah. But and then broke in the next game. Yeah. There was this real parallel between between the two. Maybe that will become his trademark, mm. like the Naomi Osaka surge. Yeah. yeah. It's a risky one to have, isn't it? <laughs> going love 40 down. <laughs> and the, the other thing, just, just the final thing, I'm sort of going back and remembering thoughts that I had throughout the day, but 
he didn't have a great serving day, generally. Like, he played brilliantly, but he was... He was in an awful lot more rallies than he would have been hoping to be, I think. He wasn't getting as many cheap points today. Um, it was in and out, but, you know, it wasn't like, oh, he goes love 40 down and you think, oh, but two of these are going to be aces or unreturnables. I didn't, you know, I felt like he's going to have to earn these and he, he did. I think it was, it was serve volley on one of them. Serve, it was, um, I mean, he did, he did serve very well when he was love 40 down on, on certainly at That's 15, the thing. 40 he, and he 34. Pro- produced it when he it, produced it when it when mattered, it mattered. Today with his serve, absolutely. But generally, like, his percentage was low in the yeah. first set. He was he won it 6-2, but he was down in with his first serve yeah. percentage. But he did find his serve big time when it, when it mattered, I, I suppose. What's going to happen in the final? I think Italy are going to do it. But you think they'll have to do it in the singles? I think so. So you think no doubles? Yeah, I think I think so. But then, you know, but then just telling myself, I'm, I'm, I'm backing Arnaldi, therefore, to win mm. the singles. Apparently you are. Mm. Yeah, I think I am. I, I, I think Arnaldi maybe played better than Popperin did the other day, even though Popperin won and... Arnaldi lost. Arnaldi didn't... He didn't get tight. Like, he wasn't worried by the occasion. But I, I do take David's point from the other day. You know, if you play Popper in... The ceiling's you, higher. The ceiling's higher. You've got, you've got a match mm. on your racket there, possibly, mm. if he brings it. Definitely. But I don't know. Italy. David's not going to be pleased with the Popper in, Popper in takes on this show, is he? If David was here... He's had. <laughs> he's been fairly neutral about he, Popper in his he, entire life. But he, give him three beers he had another beer the after the show last night. He probably set up like a, a burner Instagram account <laughs> to to like posts about Alexi Popper in. Um I don't know, what do you think? Do you think do you think Australia might might nick it? I mean it, I, I do so, think the fatigue. It's so thing funny, is isn't a, it? Because I, th- I think here. in my head I think Italy Australia, I think Italy, Italy will win it. And then I go through the matches and I, I think you're right about the doubles. And then it comes down to Arnaldi Popperin and I don't know. It's tight, I think it? I might back Popperin in that. I think that's tough for him to come back from being benched today. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> I want the. I just. I always want the doubles. Mm. I want there to be doubles. One. One sort of final thing from today was how awesome the atmosphere was. Mm. I mean, it was rammed in there, and there's a lot of vocal Italian fans, a lot of vo- vocal Serbian fans, and just a just a good number, I think, of general tennis fans who just wanted to be there for a big occasion like that. I hope that we get the same tomorrow. I'm slightly worried that it will feel a bit diminished because... It's tough with Australia, isn't it? You know, they've got a, se- a small section of fans there. There's there's a lot of Italian fans, so they'll make a noise. But generally, you know, when you haven't got Djokovic, does... I mean, it's the finals. I'm sure that will pull in plenty. Of, I think it will be full. I think it will be good. But I don't know whether it will be quite as buzzy as it was today because it, it was really proper. Ketsmanovic should be watching today. going, why, why couldn't I have played in this? <laughs> Yeah. Just 
Turn it down a bit, guys. <laughs> um, God, I can't believe we've only got one more day left of the tennis season, depending on whether or not you count the next-gen finals, <laughs> which are happening which next week. I don't. No, I'm not sure anyone's going to be paying huge attention. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, let's get to bed. Big day ahead mm. in Malaga tomorrow. Uh, I'm here to host the draws for the... 2024 Billie Jean King and Davis Cups. They're taking place tomorrow morning. Exciting times. TBC on weather. Matt will be there. I'll be there. Will you? Yeah, I'll be there. Don't prioritise it over sleep. It's 12.30, the first one. I'll be... It's, it's only 12 hours up. away. I'll be up. Okay. I'll be there. Of okay. course. And we'll be back on the Tennis Podcast tomorrow. Uh, to round up the Davis Cup in all its glory. Uh, we have our mascots. I've got Xenia and, and Italy. Can, and you can end the year on a high. I can. I can't overtake David, though. So what's the friggin' point? <laughs> uh, Matt's got Darwin. And the dearly departed Finland. <laughs> and David <laughs> has got Maisie and the dearly departed Serbia. I thought he was onto a winner there. Uh, Billy Jean is sponsored by Billy Jean King and Alana Kloss. We have our top folks and executive producers on three. One, two, three. Jamie, Jamie Hannah, Hannah and, and Drew. Drew. And we don't have shout outs. We shouldn't do them without David. But David will be back tomorrow. And so should shout outs be. So make sure you join us then. It's been an incredible day. We hope for more of the same tomorrow. We'll speak to you then. Thank you.